Welcome to Every Believer Confident, hosted by Dr. Mark Farnham, where we explore in seven minutes or less how to effectively share and defend your faith. This is apologetics for the average Christian, with ideas and practical principles that can help you this week as you engage unbelievers with the good news of the gospel. Let's go get some confidence. Welcome back to the Every Believer Confident Podcast. This is Dr. Mark Farnham, and today we're addressing the issue of the biblical warrant for apologetics. Some people don't believe we need apologetics and would argue that we shouldn't seek to give an answer just to share the gospel, and if they don't believe it, move on. And many times they will refer back to something taken out of context that Spurgeon said. Spurgeon once said, There's no need for you to defend a lion when he is being attacked. All you need to do is open the gate and let him out. Other people might use the line from Abraham Kuyper, who was a theologian, journalist, statesman, founder of the Free University of Amsterdam, and also the Prime Minister of the Netherlands. Kuyper wrote, Apologetics has advanced us not one single step. Apologists have invariably begun by abandoning the assailed breastwork in order to entrench themselves cowardly in a raveling behind it. So some would argue, as Kuyper did, that we don't need apologetics. But both these statements are taken out of context. Both of them were addressed to attempts to do apologetics while abandoning the authority of Scripture. Uh, But we want to maintain the authority and use of Scripture in our apologetics. So where do we get the idea that we should practice apologetics? Well, I think essentially if we understand apologetics to be defending the glory of God, defending the truth of God, we see that all through Scripture. We see it almost right off the bat in Genesis 3. After Adam and Eve sinned, God confronted the violation of his glory and authority and command uh, that Adam and Eve exhibited when they ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God doesn't confront that from afar, but rather he condescends. He stoops down to Adam and Eve and confronts them, comes near them to show them their sin, but also to promise them redemption. That is, throughout Scripture, as we'll see, God defends his glory, and in apologetics, he calls us to do the same. I think we also see this in Exodus 3, when Israel is in slavery and bondage in Egypt for many hundreds of years, and then he calls Moses to lead Israel out of Egypt. Uh, God says to Moses in Exodus 3, Uh, that he is here to defend his glory. He says in Exodus 3, 7, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their suffering, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And God essentially says, Moses, I'm going to use you to confront Pharaoh, to lead my people out of Egypt and to show the glory of God. And then throughout the next few chapters, over and over again, God tells Moses, I will do this so that everyone will know that I am the Lord your God. That is, God defends his glory in the Exodus. And that's most clearly seen in the way that every one of the plagues is an affront, a confrontation of the Egyptian gods. We also see God defending his glory through David, When David fights Goliath, he does so not for his own glory or his own name, but because Goliath is cursing God and David can't stand 
the thought that someone be allowed to curse God and get away with it. And so David recognizes that he is there to defend God's glory by fighting Goliath. Throughout the book of Isaiah, God taunts the pagan gods that Israel prefers to worship, exposing them as powerless, delusion, and nothing more than empty wind, Isaiah 41, verse 29. And God says over and over that he is the only God and that there is no other God besides him. Again, why does God go to so much trouble to discredit these false gods? Well, he states plainly that he refuses to share his glory with any pretender, Isaiah 42, 8. And we're told that God is jealous for his glory, and he will not allow false deities to receive the glory that's due only to him. In the New Testament, the number one passage that addresses apologetics is 1 Peter 3, 15-16, which we've unpacked in previous episodes, where God calls each of us, every believer, to be prepared to make a defense or to give an answer to those who ask us for a reason that is a logical rationale for the hope that's within us. That is, we are directly called upon to defend God's glory by confronting error, by giving an answer, by commending the Christian faith, presenting a positive uh, description of the gospel so that people are drawn to the gospel. So that's the biblical warrant for apologetics. And rather than ignoring apologetics, ignoring the need for us to prepare to give an answer, we ought to work hard to give an answer to anyone who asks us for the reason for the hope that's within us. We need to be prepared so that when someone raises an objection against a Christian faith, we have an answer. Now, it's true that we can never fully be prepared for any possible objection that comes along, but we need to be doing our best to be working hard so that we have answers because the world is asking. Unbelievers are asking. We have opportunities to present the gospel and see people come to Christ if we would simply destroy the strongholds in their belief system. And that's what we'll talk about next time in the next episode of the Every Believer Confident Podcast. I hope you're encouraged today to do your part to learn how to present the gospel, defend the truth, and give an answer. God has given us the command, and he only commands what he enables us to do. May God richly bless your efforts to defend and commend the gospel of Jesus Christ. more information on how you can host a practical apologetics conference at your church or to listen to past episodes, please visit apologeticsforthechurch.org.